0: Welcome to the Flow Podcast. I see you, you are here, and you matter. That is the tagline to Flow, finding love over worry, a place where I hope to provide you with some fun storytelling, some real tangible things you can do to emancipate yourself from fear, worry, and scarcity. I'm going to go with scarcity today because that's going to be part of this topic because I believe that is where a lot of our discomfort and unrest is coming from, meaning that it's coming from that at its base core level. I also really vacillated about what today should be about because here we are at episode 5 and I have been completely <laughs> off the map for quite some time. I'm sure some of you are wondering if you would ever hear a flow podcast again, but I am here to tell you that yes, I'm about to bombard you with some weekly jams. I don't mean music. I mean flow. And I was off the mic for the last, gosh, has it been a few months, because we moved. We moved from our home in Utah all the way to Canada. I won't even attempt to try to do the Canada accent because I won't. And it's absolutely wonderful here. Um, It has been an incredible process so far. And I hope any of you mamas out there listening will take listen to this, I made a very conscious decision to put aside my work for the time being so that I could get my kids um, moved from A to B. Now, I understand that that is an option that I do have, and I feel very blessed that I have that option. I know many people do not. And I also want to say that despite what your circumstances are, option or no option when it comes to work, there are always options to take care of yourself and to choose yourself first so that you can do the best work that you can do in this world. And now that I have gotten from A to B and unpacked my boxes, uh, you'll have to check out my Instagram. I will try to put up some pictures of these cute spaces. I've made a couple of fun I don't know what you're going to call these, I don't know, mandates on myself um, to not or do very little in the way of purchasing anything new. I love that. I've always loved that. Just I almost had this idea to do a show that will never happen because who has time for doing that kind of show right now? Um, But I thought it'd be really fun to have a design show called Scrappy Design, Because I love kind of taking the scraps and making them into something beautiful. I'm the kind of person that if I was going to put together some kind of arrangement for a dinner party, I might go first looking outside in the yard and on trees and things like that to find something first. I just, I love that. It's like foraging for design around you, but um, I've really made a conscious effort to have beautiful things and beautiful pieces of furniture. And I'm just loving how they all look here. It's awesome. All right. But I really wanted to talk today about something that's been on my mind. And as you all know, you're probably here because of this, but if you're not, I'm going to give you a um, a big sign on the side of the road that says curves up ahead, because I do like to roll in the deep. And I do pay attention very much to what I feel in terms of the collective energy surrounding us at any given time. And I will tell you, there is something that is alarming me pretty deeply that surpasses the obvious alarms, such as everything going on. And by everything, I mean everything. I don't think anybody needs to continue to confirm that we are in potentially one of the biggest shifts of my lifetime, certainly, and possibly for quite some time. That, when I use the word shift very consciously, because I do not feel like something is wrong, bad, damaged, um, gone, apocalyptic, none of that. I believe the opposite. I think we get made uncomfortable so that we shift to a higher consciousness, to a place that is more beautiful than before. And if we are not capable of doing that, we then can leave what work we are capable of doing to the generations that come after us. So think of this as the railroad workers. My grandfather actually was one of them. He was one of the many men who volunteered to go and build the, I think it was the Alaskan uh, railways or something. But my point of that is saying, you know, I'm sure that was backbreaking work. He had to be away from his family. He went to a completely different place. There was no doubt things about that that were incredibly hard, but there was also a sense of what that meant for the people that were coming later. You know, sometimes we do things not for our own comfort in the moment, but we do them because we have a broader sense of what's what's ahead. So if in fact or not, that we don't ourselves find the fruits of this labor, remember that the labor is well worth it. Nothing is... I'm closing that window because I seem to be having a habit of having loud things go on in the background. Um, so this is where it brought me today, back to my disturbing sort of observation. I'm not going to say disturbing. I'm just going to call it a, an uncomfortable observation uh, that's coming from conversations that I'm having with friends, interactions that I'm having with people. Um, and like I said, there's clearly the obvious sort of just discomfort, distress, Uh, confusion that everybody's feeling. And that's one side of the street. And then there's the second layer that I feel the adrenaline has worn off and the fear has set in. So what came to us in March was um, the onset of this virus and um, a pandemic, which by the way, I, I believe that As we travel through this, more and more information is coming out, and there's different ways to behave and different things that we can do. So um, I haven't and won't decide that there is some clear-cut approach at this point, but nonetheless, here we are in at least month seven of a global shift. So that's quite some time, but here's the metaphor that I find. Okay. No, it's not a metaphor (laughs) analogy. Y'all know I'm not good with those words. Um, this reminds me of a time in my life when I was in an abusive relationship. And what I will tell you about that, because I actually feel like I'm a very smart, savvy girl, um, always felt that way actually, and would look at other people's situations and go, how did they get there? How did they not see? Until it happened to me and I realized, oh, I see. That's how you get there. That's how you don't see. So there's this pattern that happens in, um, complicated relationships and that pattern goes something like this. You start off in the beginning and it's real cool. It's really nice. It's really lovely and filled with adrenaline and excitement and all the things. Then you are in the relationship for a little while, and something will happen. It's maybe not a big something, but a little something at first that starts to turn the tide. In my personal case, it was name calling. That was the first thing that started happening was uh, this person would call me names. and At the time, I thought, God, I really didn't like how that made me feel, but it didn't seem huge. Then it progressed into more and more abusive behaviors. I'm saying all of that to tell you that it reminds me of what's happening right now, that the loudest voices are abusing the trust of the people. And if we continue to listen to those voices we will stay trapped in this cycle. And what I am suggesting, and this is what happened to me many, many, many years ago, is when I finally realized that I was in an abusive relationship, it 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 it, it finally hit me. And I had this brief moment of deep clarity and I I almost felt like it was a message directly from God to me saying get out you need to get out of here if you stay here you're gonna get hurt and you need to go and I listened and I and I did I left and it wasn't pretty and it wasn't easy and I didn't really have anything I literally just left I left my things I left everything um, and I just put a backpack on and off I went. But here's the part that I think is more important and where everybody else comes into this story that what also happened at that time was when I left, I felt scared, broken, fearful. Uh, Maybe I don't trust anybody. Maybe I certainly don't trust any men. You know, how, how did I not see this coming? Everybody is you know, going to do something bad. This is just what the world is made of. And I, I completely forgot and dismantled the enormous amount of proof and data that I had that people are fundamentally good way more than I did of them being bad way more. But when you're in that situation, you become myopic in the way you think, and that's what happened. So I had to make a promise to myself that I would heal and repair myself and I would stay in it for as long as it took. And within that time of healing and repair, I was really, really um, focused and intentional about my time, who I spent it with, um, especially in the dating world. I did not want to be in a relationship with anybody. I made that. We had a little blip there, guys. Sorry about that. I am not high-tech over here, so bear with me. It's on my vision board. Become high-tech. I was so intentional about healing, and I really looked at it that way, that what I felt was that I was broken and that I needed to be healed in the way that if I broke a bowl and I put glue back in the bowl and all the pieces Went together, but I had to let it sit there for a while, and the glue had to settle and get strong before I, you know, poured water into the bowl again. Same kind of concept with my heart, body, mind, and spirit. And here's a little interesting nugget to keep in mind when it comes to the evidence of good versus bad. When something bad happens to you, um, I don't know, I, I could go from I don't want to go to really bad because let's just stay out of the really bad zone today. But something bad happens. I don't know. Somebody flips you off while you're driving, let's say, or your boss, you know, reprimands you at work or you get rotten takeout. (laughs) I mean, I'm going with easy stuff on purpose, but that's a day. Okay. But what we do a thing us beautiful humans do a thing, where we make that thing into a long-term situation. So what we tend not to do is say, oh man, I wonder if our boss lost a family member or they got in a fight with their partner. And so they're just kind of having a bad day and they took it out on me. We tend to say, Larry's an asshole and he hates me and I hate him. And that's now where I'm going to be operating from. That's a typical pattern. But what we forget is there are 365 days in the year and one day is bad. And then 364 days, maybe other good things happened, but we don't double down on the good things. This this also applies to the evidence about people being fundamentally good we hear bad things. We hear bad things on the news. We hear bad things um, in you know, our circles of friends and gossip and whatnot. But what can happen? Let's pretend like you're in a group with your friends, and everybody's telling a piece of bad news. OK? So this thing happened, that was bad, this thing happened, that was bad, this thing happened, that was bad. And nobody in that circle goes, "We're all sitting in a circle having tea together. That's good. You know, our brains want to really suck the marrow out of the bad stuff. But what is happening now is we're getting to um, a really defensive and aggressive stance where we are becoming incapable of listening. We are becoming um, very definitive about otherness. So if somebody uh, veers away from my belief system Than they are other. And so they stand in a different place than me. This is happening in families, in friend groups, um, state lines, county lines, country lines, heart lines, soul lines, all the lines. And this is where I see a real pitfall ahead. The pitfall to me is not about the actual. Virus and I mean that is a bigger concept. It's not about uh, the the bumping of the knee, the boss yelling at you, the crappy sushi that gave you diarrhea. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about what we then make it turn into the next day. So I'm talking about the next day, not the day. How are you, And how am I and how are we as a collective responding to being uncomfortable? And yes, I believe being verbally and emotionally abused by the loudest voices. How are we interpreting that? And what are we then doing when we interpret it a certain way? So let's back it up, go back to my personal story of that recovery state So what I did was start to really become clarified in how I was going to approach my life, my time, and my relationships so that I could heal myself. Because after I went through that process of healing, of gluing the bowl back together, man, was I able to hold water big time. And as the world should have it, and as it usually goes – I was confirmed yet again that mostly people are good. I am not saying that there aren't bad things that happen in the world. They happen all the time. What I'm saying is that that is not the common thread. What is the common thread is the 300, gosh, I'll even be generous here and say that there's some more bad than what I would want it to be. But even if it is, even if it is, even if there's... 65 days in the year that you get crap oysters that give you diarrhea, there's still 300 days that good things happened. Are y'all with me on this? So what I think we need to really take a look at is where are you placing your focus? What are you seeing and what are you making it mean? What's becoming real to you in that dimension? So let's use a real-time example. I watch the news, let's say. Well, that's kind of a bit of a farce because I don't really love the news. Um, I do take in a small amount of news that I'm very picky about, and then I move on. Um, why is that? We'll talk about it in another podcast because this one's going to be too long, but I will explain that to you on a later date. We were actually, especially in crisis time, not made to uh, take in things that were more than a 50-mile radius from our where we stood. We we don't actually have the the capacity for it in a very some people some people do, um, but a lot of humans do not. And so if you're taking in the news that is truly literally from around the globe, but you can't take any action on any of it, um, it can just completely buckle people and shift your internal dialogue dramatically. So that's why I don't do that. But Back to let's watch the news. Okay, oof, bad stuff, oof, bad stuff, bad stuff, bad stuff, bad stuff. So I'm hearing all this bad stuff. But the day that I had, I had somebody let me go in front of them in the line. Um, I had a neighbor pop by to introduce themselves. I made soup. I laughed and giggled with my kids. I uh, cleaned my bedroom. I mean, I'm just being benign here, but you get my drift. That the big idea here is that I have an enormous amount of evidence that things were mostly fairly calm and pretty level and fine. And then I watch this 20 to 30 minutes of negativity and my mind will start to come up with the potential of dangerous, you know, things that I need to be careful about and, and be aware of. And again... That is not to say that you don't need to be careful and aware of that. But what you do need to do is be aware that there is an alternate option. And the alternate option is for you to notice and see. This is where flow comes in. Finding love over worry. Finding gratitude. Seeing the things that are good over the things that are bad. By the way, if anybody wants to know... My son walked in, my husband walked in, my dogs have come in and out now three or four times. So if you're hearing a lot of stuff in the background, uh, this is the reality of our lives right now. So, but but I'm not going to let it, let the the distractions um, keep me from bringing this to you because I believe it's so, so important right now. Um, But when we're using the flow matrix, in particular, right now, in the, this the situation that we have found ourselves in right now, we've got to be really relentless about what we're choosing to dig our teeth into in a day. Okay, so uh, I am seeing people just in intense fear of. Let me. Let's. I, I'm. I'm saying, like, let's work that through. What do you think that your neighbor is going to come outside, and um, blow your house up because you don't vote the way that they vote? I mean, let's let's get down to some brass tacks here, people. And we have gotten to this point where I think there's quite a handful of people that would go, Yeah, I do. I do think that even though I've lived next door to them for 25 years and we we're actually friends and we had beers last night. Well, what are we? What are? What's happening? Um. So. Like I said, if we're going if we're going to find our way through what is now um, a shifted world that we're living in, I'm going to take a note and offer a suggestion that this is an opportunity for you to start living in a way that has a flow matrix attached to it instead of a fear matrix attached to it. It is a choice. It is a choice. And because it feels incredibly triggering when people say that, they go, I'm not choosing to be angry or upset or aggressive. This is just what's happening, but I need you to back it up for a minute. Is that happening right now? Is it happening right now? Or is it in your mind? Yes, it's been in your mind. However, you may say I have evidence for that. Okay. Tell me about it. What's the evidence for it? Well, I saw on the news. Okay. Right then and there. Now we're going to hit the pause button. Hit the pause button. Um, Because again, all of those things are truly created to bring you to a heightened response system. And what do you need to be in right now? Not that. Because everybody needs to protect their peace right now to nourish. Rest, recharge, because there's just a lot of shifting energy in the world, and it just is going to take some extra from everyone. And if you are coming into things in a complete depletion mode, you're not going to have that extra to get you to the other side. So let's use flow as much as we possibly can. Let's be conscious observers of where our minds are going. So that we can not find ourselves being swept down the river when it is not necessary. All right, y'all. So look out for episode six. Shall be coming quite soon this time. No more long pauses. And also, if you have not signed up for my newsletter, absolutely go and do that. It is at my website www.flowbykellywolf and that's with two e's k e l l e y w o l f dot com and sign up for the newsletter because I will be sending out more and more tactical things that we can all use to help us navigate uncharted waters. I am here to be of service in that in that way. So, please take this invitation and this offering. It is for you because I see you. You are here and you matter a lot, a lot. And I don't want you to forget that. All right. Until next time, my loves, may you go forth in flow. Music.